Tell me now. Hallelujah. Hey guys, want to welcome you guys out to tonight's podcast. This is Andrew Lozano, that Messianic Hispanic. This is your brother Frank Marquez. One my, more time, live. Mine is my brother, um, Freddy Elfrenos. Freddy pumping the brakes. He's not here tonight to join us. But we are here, ready to share a word, and hope you guys are uh, ready. You know, it's a it's a wonderful night tonight. We had a great weekend, had a wonderful time of fellowship right now. Ain't that right, Frank? Amen. Yep, sure is. Ain't that right, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we are uh, here, ready tonight, guys. Here to talk about one of the most sensitive topics. In the church, which is hell. Mm. Like that song is singing right now. What will you do when the party's over? What do you do when it's all over and said and done? You heard the blast. You heard God. All of a sudden, you see him coming, and you forgot to repent. Or not forgot, but you choose not to repent. What's next? Hell. And just like everyday life, we live every day going about all our business and everything and forgetting about God and everything. We just don't have that time right now. And we choose not to come to the Lord, but we know God. We go to church every now and then. We give a little tithes. And we go do a little, a little of that. Something to make me feel good. But I have not repented and given my life over to God. What am I going to do? What's going to happen? We choose. We choose. Amen. What will we do once the party is over? Frank, you ever been to a party? Been to lots of parties, brother. They're not turned good at all. I was telling you one last time. You might yeah. even speak on this one. Yep, yep. Uh, I had a, very, a good friend of mine who became a real, real, real good friend. I mean, he just saw something inside of me that he just wanted to hang out with me all the time and, and, and be around. I mean, this guy would literally do anything I asked him to do, which thank God I never asked him to do anything crazy or wrong. But anyways, uh, one day, he's always been on my mind, but then one day I went to the gas station and I ran right into him again. Now, I'm an older age, and I still know God. I got a family, and I got kids, and we were going to church at this time. So I see him at the gas station, and we're pumping gas, and we begin to start talking about life. 
we begin to start talking about family. But deep inside of me, I wanted to talk to him about God. I wanted to pray with him, right? And I wanted to make sure he knew about God for some odd reason. You know, that was inside of me. Well, the reason why is because I was called by God to do this as a child, you know? And, and that, that anointing is in me, but I shut it up. I shut it up because I was still living the word of life and I still living by myself, living on my own. You know what I mean? I'm talking about far as without God. So he left that very night. We all go to a party. Cop shows up. Everybody had guns, so they were tossed up in the air, getting rid of them. Neighbors had so many guns out of He probably had a field day collecting them all. Anyways, uh, so we all left the party. Cops left the scene and everything. Got a text later on saying, hey, it's coast is clear. The party's restarted. So everybody goes and different different varieties of uh, uh, hoods decides to show up. And this one hood straight out of East Dallas come over to and started causing a lot of trouble and began to shooting up the place. Everybody ran to the cars. And uh, at this time we were belted out, but uh, I had some friends, other friends, good friends of ours growing up. They were there. Uh, they said that my, my, um, my little friend, my, my, my little buddy, uh, Ran to the car as fast as he can, but he ended up hitting the ground. And by the time they realized that he wasn't around, they found him on the ground. The bullets are still flying, um, but he was dead instantly at that time. Now, when I heard that that night, I cried because this was my friend. And then what hurt even the most is because I failed to tell him about God. I failed to tell him or pray with him or Asked to see if he knew Jesus Christ or if he received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This day, and I said, man, Lord, was his soul lost? Is his soul lost? Is he in hell? Because I don't know that information. But I knew that that day at that gas station, he felt something because he had a strong tug on him because it, he paused for a while and going back home. And that always hung on me. You know, Frank, <laughs> and, and I identify with that completely, man. I've lost to this day. I'm 33 years old. I've lost as many friends as I am of age, okay? And I'm going to say about 26, maybe 27 of them were murdered. And then there was a few who had health issues um, uh, that have, you know, um, fell into some bad health and, and died, got sick and died, you know? But um, for those of my friends that were murdered, man, from when I was a teenager back in middle school, I was already having friends getting shot in the head stabbed, sliced up, cut up, you know, and all these things, man. And it, it, it was bad, you know? And so I, I've, I had to go to more funerals than I like, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not something that you enjoy doing is yeah. going to bury your people that you, that you know, and that you've, you've hung out with. And like the song said at the beginning, that we partied with, you know what I mean? And we were close and did a lot of things with each other. And all of a sudden, then the next thing you know, you, you get a phone call and that person's dead, mm. you know, or you're at a party, shots ring out and people are on the floor. You know, I've been in those situations and those parties, those events where people just start shooting and people are hitting the floor. You know, I've been on both sides of that. And, and, you know, it's, it's been something that is, you know, 
it it it'll haunt you for for a long time when you're involved in these type of lifestyles and these things that are going on. It, it's something that stays in you, and it's hard to to really um, get past those things. It yeah. it truly really does take the deliverance of God to to overcome these thoughts, man, that just haunt you. You know, I, I know I know what it's like to be tormented by your own thoughts and your own actions. You know, and so for for me, you know, it, it had to be the power of God, the Holy Spirit in me to to deliver me, to bring me out of those things that were were were, were haunting me, you know, and, and giving me, you know, this unrest, un, uneasiness that, that was in me. You know, um, this afternoon um, on Sundays, I have a youth group that I teach and something that I was sharing with Brother Frank here is the topic of of the day was about hell and and it's something a couple of days ago as frank and i were talking about this this episode here what we're going to talk about this topic here and it was hell and, and and the reason being is because i have a lot of friends of mine that have died and i'm gonna i'm gonna just be real frank is that it's not it's not always that person's in a better place yeah that's true it's not always oh my loved one, my homeboy, my homegirl is watching over me, is my angel, my my guardian angel. That's not always the case, right? And and most of the time, uh and 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 in my case at least, I'm gonna say 90% of my friends that have gone on are not in a better place. That is true, bro. That is true. And I know I have friends of mine that are hearing this right now that who, who probably don't know God, who probably don't go to church and will be offended by what I'm saying right now. You know, and 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 it, and I'm not out to to men to 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 come to your emotional side and your feelings and tell you everything's going to be better. I'm not going to lie to you. I care about you enough and I love you enough to tell you that that's not the case. That's true. I don't want anybody else around me to end up in that dark place of torment and hell. So my, my mission in life, my goal in life, what God has placed in me is to reach out to those who might never, ever hear about the gospel. Come on. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, too. I lived that life also that was leading straight to hell. But yet I was a preacher's son. I was seen in the ministry, and I was even involved in my dad's ministry, radio ministry, uh, evangelizing up and down the streets, whatever my dad had preaching the word of God. I was there side by side with him, but I was not living the life like he was. I was still a carnal Christian. I still had a lot of world inside of me and a lot of world that I still didn't want to get rid of me. You know what I mean? And I still were partaking in a lot of world that I want to put inside of me because I have not experienced a lot of things that the world had to offer. But it, and I found that the world, that let's just say that I found that hell was more interesting in heaven, but my life was hitting straight there, and God saw that there had to be a stop. Later on in my life, since continued doing sin, getting raw, getting involved with with these uh, gang members, getting involved with uh, selling drugs and all that kind of stuff, 
that I would end up doing in my lifestyle, it had to come to halt because I had to cry out to God because I started realizing that where my life was hidden straight to hell. Nobody wants to go to hell. Nobody wants to be told that they're going to hell, but you don't have to be that because if you pick up this book they call the B-I-B-L-E, it's still going to straight and tell you what God had put set forth inside there, that there's a commands are inside there. There's, there's a a protocol. There's a program that God has inside of there, the way he shows his attributes, what he likes and what he doesn't like. Okay. And so when we come to know God and we come to read the word of God, it clearly states there's so many different areas. Okay. What God does not like and what leads to hell. Hell was never intended for any human being ever. It was intended for Satan, all his worshipers and the followers I used to be a follower of Satan, doing the things that still represent the world, and yet one foot still in that church, like if it was going to save me. And it wasn't. It wasn't. There was no amount of money I could give. There was no amount of charities I could give. It didn't matter if I was feeding the homeless or paying the bills to somebody they couldn't pay it and just saying that it was a good deed towards the Lord. It didn't matter because what lacked the most is that I did not have an ongoing relationship that set me apart from the world for God with him. That's right. That's right. You know, and, uh, you know, me, I, I, I was, you know, uh, I guess, like you said, uh, a carnal Christian the first few, few years. And, you know, it's sad. But I've talked about this, I believe, on our first episode is that I was a Christian for eight years and nobody ever told me what repentance was mm. and that's the first thing that jesus tells us to do repent repent if even if you go back to the old testament second chronicle 7 14 it says if pay attention to the ifs if they turn from their wicked ways repent then will i hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins. See, but you gotta pay attention to that if they turn from their wicked ways. Yeah. And one of the big uh, delusions that a lot of these churches to today are teaching you, oh, just, you know, call out to God. Call out to, to God. Oh, God is gonna hear, hear your prayers. prayers. Says who? The Bible says that God will turn a deaf ear to the wicked. He will turn a deaf ear to you. You gotta first repent. Amen. Repent. Amen. Then he will hear from heaven. Then he will forgive your sins. Then. So we have to pay attention to those small things in the Bible that maybe the church is not teaching us. Some things you got to dig in for ourselves. Some things you're going to have to straight up ask the Holy Spirit. What is it? What is it? We were talking about sicknesses earlier. And, and, and these cancers and all these other demons that, that are taking or claiming lives over people, COVID and all these other things. Okay, stop and ask God, where is this coming from? If Proverbs 3, 3 verse 5 says, to acknowledge him in all your ways, even in your sickness, even in Amen. your good times. Amen. When you got that mysterious money, Lord, what is this money for? Because you found that 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 or or somebody just gave you all this money out of nowhere, and you think, oh, I, I just got this blessing. Okay, did you ask God what that money was for? Did you ask God why did this mystery money end up in my bank account? 
How did I get this extra check from work? Who donated this money to me? What did you ask God? Where did why? What do I need to use this for? Amen. Yeah. What is this? What is the purpose of this money, Lord? I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the time, it's not going to be to go buy yourself some new Jordans. New Jays don't glorify God. If you want to go out and buy shoes, whatever you want to buy, that. That's on you, but at least ask, Lord, what is this for? If he tells you to splurge it on yourself, splurge it. But a majority of the time, brothers and sisters, ask, and he will direct you in the right path on what this money was intended for. When I give to the homeless out on the street, I give it to him. And I say, may God have mercy on you if you use this for something other than what he intended it for. Because if he blessed me with it, I'm blessing you with it. Therefore, use it for God's glory. Use it for him. How is this going to bring God glory? One dollar bill. How is it going to bring God glory? He will show you. He will direct you. And it will multiply wherever it's at. Amen. I guess the Lord speaking to somebody there, huh? <laughs> yeah, that just came out of nowhere. Amen. Uh -huh. Hey, but the subject we're talking about is hell is real. And if you look at it, you know, when I was young, uh, going around everywhere, my dad went to preach and everything. Uh, I would so always see in the churches they had these little tables and they had little books and soundtracks and all that kind of stuff that they would either sell or give away Bibles and stuff like that. And I always ran into one that it's a little black little reading book and you pick it up and you would see an image. Okay, it didn't have no face on it or anything. None of these things have faces because we don't, none of us know what Jesus looked like. Yeah. So, anyways, so this was Jesus walking through hell. And in the inside the fire, it's all over the place. Everything you can see little demons here and there, and then uh, in inside of like a pool, a pool of fire, there's people reaching out to him, yelling, yelling, crying out to God. You know what I mean? Crying out to Jesus Christ here. And I'm pretty sure all those yells like, "Get me out of this place!" But it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. When you come to that point already that you did not, and I mean you rejected Christ, or you did not want to live the life He's called you to. Because that's how you reject God, you know, not living into the standards of Christ, not living into the, the standards of righteousness that God had set before us, you know, the, that moral law that we talked about, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, all that God said to separate ourselves from the world. Show me who is of God. Represent him. The Bible even says, if you even desire to follow me, deny yourself daily and pick up your cross. If there it is again, pick up your cross and deny yourself daily. Preachers have say this all the time. You ever heard this? Mm -hmm. Just look to the cross, brother. Yeah, yeah. Just look to the cross, sister. There ain't nobody at the cross. He's sitting on his throne. Yep. Who are you looking for at the cross? All you got to do is remember what Jesus said. Remember. Pick up your cross, deny yourself daily, and follow me. Follow. Look like him. Walk like him. Talk like him as you abide in Christ each and every day. Brother, you ain't doing none of that. Like I said earlier, one of the episodes, that if you're turning around after your church and you go to the restaurant and you're drinking a couple of tequilas and the Lord is saying no and you're denying the Lord, no, you're not listening. And he, I mean, man, come on, man. I just seen you in church and now you're smoking it up. 
Now you're yelling with the kids. Now you're yelling with your wife and slapping them this and that way. Or however it's doing, you're abusing your family that way. And that's not a delinquent home. And that's not how God wanted to be. That's not picking up your cross. You know, deny yourself. Amen, amen. So so real quick, because now I, I want to get into the, uh, into because we can talk and talk and talk. But where is this coming from? You know, where where do where's the proof, the evidence of what we're saying? Well, for one, you can turn to the book of John. That's in the uh, in the New Testament. It's the book of John, chapter eleven. And and on your own, wherever you are, you can press pause on this broadcast and read it for yourself if you want. We don't have too much time for me to read the whole chapter right now. Take you about fifteen minutes, maybe 10, 10 minutes to really examine this one chapter, chapter 11, and it's titled, Lazarus is Dead. Do you remember the story of Lazarus, Frank? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Lazarus being dead, okay, brother to Martha and Mary, Mary's a sister who ran into the house during the dinner. Jesus was having, uh, well, not having, Jesus was being uh, uh, hosted, I guess, at a, at a house of, of, of one of the well-known men in the, the community. And this house was surrounded with people. Mary barges in. She throws herself at the feet of Jesus, breaks a bottle of oil over his head, starts weeping and crying over his feet. She had no towel around her waist, so she uses her hair to dry his feet. And this was an act of love for Jesus. Her never meeting him before, not knowing him, but she knew that she knew that she knew this is the Messiah, the Mashiach, the Savior of the world. This is the Lamb of God who came to save and so that's what she knew. And because she knew that, she ran into that house. She, 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 you know, threw herself at the feet of Jesus. And this was, this was, uh, uh, she was a sister to uh, um, Lazarus. And then Jesus becomes close to Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. These are the siblings. Um, and then Jesus goes on and travels. Lazarus gets sick. They stay home to take care of Lazarus. But we don't know what happens when see Lazarus is dead here, but the book of John stops right there. And there's something that happens in the spirit realm here. Where did Lazarus go? Where was Lazarus? And, and who was this other guy? Uh, if, 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 we, if we rewind the scriptures a little bit and go to the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse starting at verse 19, it talks about a rich man. I'm sorry, that's my son in the background. <laughs> baby Josh but um Lazarus here he uh um dies and and the book of John Lazarus dies and then we turn to the book of Luke and 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 Luke he goes and uh uh, uh I'm sorry I'm trying to deal with my son here too <laughs> but um in the book of uh Luke chapter 16 verse 19 there's this rich man that also dies. And this rich man also knew Lazarus. Lazarus was a beggar. Okay, he would go to this to, to the table and he would go and, and, and try to get the crumbs from the table. But uh, the rich man would just kind of like shoo him off, whatever, like he was some kind of dog. And so Lazarus dies here. And, and we see him in the book of John. He dies. But what happens here during this time of death? Lazarus was dead for four days. And it says here in, in, in Luke that Lazarus was taken up into Abraham's bosom. He was taken up into heaven. Okay. 
and the rich man was sent to hell. And the rich man is begging. He's begging for Abraham. This is before the death of Christ. He's begging Abraham to send somebody, to send Lazarus, to go to his father's house, to warn his brothers about hell. He says, I have five brothers. Go warn them so they don't come to this place and be, and be tor tormented with me. And then the rich man also says, well, can you at least send Lazarus to dip his finger in some water and put it in my tongue? Now he wants the beggar that he shoot off to dip his finger into some water and put it in his mouth to cool his mouth because he's the heat was too much for him, burning him up, burning him up. And Abraham responds to Lazarus and says, look, man, regardless if I want to or not, Lazarus cannot pass through and you cannot pass through. Once you're there, you're there. There's no coming back and forth out of it. He says, besides, your brothers, they have the prophets. They have Moses' teachings and writings. If, if your brothers don't or don't take heed or they don't listen to what the prophets already spoke, they're going to be right there with you. And 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 he and, and as for Lazarus, Lazarus was taken into a beautiful. You see, Lazarus was taken into paradise. But Jesus came on the in the natural now. Back in the book of John 11, Jesus goes and he says, "I'm going to wake him up." Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus rose from the dead. Boom. Boom. Miracle. Called him out. But Jesus paints a picture of hell. The torment of hell. And this rich man who had everything, had a lavish lifestyle. He had all the money. He said, please send somebody to my to my father's house to warn my family because I don't want them to come here with me. You care about someone? Don't wait till they're dead to start praying for them. Don't wait till they're already under, uh, 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 under the earth and in hell. Don't wait. Show them you love them today. Show them who yeah. God is today. Yeah, don't waste time. Don't let the other man or the woman blood be in your hands. God's put you in charge. Keep your position and keep playing that role. That's right, guys. Don't forget, share this episode, share our previous podcast. Be a voice, guys. Be a voice. Remember, this is Andrew Lozano, the Mexican Hispanic. This is your brother Frank Marquez with you one more time. Hey, hit us up on our email at voices, V-O-I-C-E-S-O-F, voices of the T-H-E, streets, S-T-R-E-E-T-S, and then B-F, as in Bible Fellowship, at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube as well, Voices of the Streets. Um, check us out. You can see our, our uh, one of our videos, Operation Stop the Violence. Uh, filmed in our community of Spring Branch. Guys, we love you. Thank you. Share this video. I mean, this episode here. Share our previous podcast. God is doing something with you through these messages here. 
leave a comment. Let us know what God is doing in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.